Alright everybody, good afternoon, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Nice sunny afternoon here in the New York City metropolitan area. Wiz, how you doing today? Yeah, doing pretty good, not too bad. Uh, so yesterday was 100 days until the start of the season, so uh, it's always a little bit of a reminder, things are getting a little uh, bit closer. Yeah, it's, it's going to come very fast and furious. Uh, you know, we had uh, most every team in the league uh, with uh, voluntary OTAs. A number of uh, key players were in camp, some, of course, out, people working out contracts. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins released by the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, trying to see where he's going to stick. Uh, but yeah, like you said, uh, it's going to move quickly. Uh, we'll, before you know it, we'll be starting, uh, we'll be starting in those camps. Uh, and uh, lots of fun to be had and uh, lots to be discussed as we head into season. I, I am very excited for this season. I'm, I'm excited about a number of the players that have switched teams this year. Uh, obviously, there's a number of rookies that are going to get opportunities. Uh, and for the you know, possibility that who will who will get back to the playoffs or maybe who continues to kind of fall from grace, if you will. And that's kind of part of uh, what this podcast is about today, Wiz. Yeah, we're going to talk about teams that uh, you have the feeling that they're on the brink, trying to stay where they've been for the last few years, or uh, will they be able to do that for another year, or will there be a real collapse in uh kind of everything falls apart. And we're going to talk about some of those teams and uh, how it relates to fantasy football as well. Yeah, I kind of went back and forth with this one, Wiz, when I was looking at what teams I thought that kind of fit fit this kind of particular podcast. And there's a few that kind of pop right out. Uh, I tried to look at this kind of like over the last couple of years on kind of where expectations had been or were for the team, let's say, coming into last year. Uh, and maybe that year in 2021 wasn't a particularly strong year to start. Um, I think there was quite a few teams that kind of fit into that category. And then uh, I guess I'll kick it off with, with, with a team that I that I definitely think fits into that category. Uh, and I was kind of stunned at how much of a of a transgression there was. Uh, and, and really, and, and two teams in this division kind of fit the bill. Um, and we're talking about uh, the NFC West. But I'll start off with the Arizona Cardinals, Wiz, who, who fired their head coach. Kyler Murray got hurt during the season last year. Um, you know, they, they go from an 11-6 playoff team in 2021, uh, and they were 4-13 and last year, and extremely difficult to watch. We, we just mentioned DeAndre Hopkins obviously being being let go. And, and, and this is a team, Wiz, that the start the season is going to be without Murray coming back from an injury. Uh, and there are really kind of strong senses that, you know, we could be looking at the worst team in the NFL uh, for the upcoming season. Yeah, it'll be truly trusted. It's difficult to trust anybody in terms of fantasy football of this team. I could see Arizona being tank mode with the elite players that'll be in the next year's draft combined uh, with the fact that they have made picks for the you know to get to get early draft picks for next year already, so um, they're already set in that situation with a with a trade for next year with the draft. And if they have a poor record, you may see somebody like Arizona with two picks and two of the top five picks in next year's draft conceivably. So um, there's really nobody. I'm trusting even, you know, a player like James Conner is just difficult to trust with his, you know, the fact that he doesn't stay on the field. 
and, and it just comes down to a few of the wide receivers, Hollywood Brown, Rondell Moore, can he stay on the field? Um, you know, outside of those two players and Moore's coming off the injury, not many players that I feel confident about, even as a fantasy football starter, even if you're playing with three or four receivers on your team. And I don't disagree. I mean, James Conner will be another year older. There's not necessarily a deep running back room here. Uh, I guess one position of intrigue on this team would be the tight end position where you have, uh, you know, an elite guy back in the day, and that was Zach Ertz, who's, who's getting up in years, uh, and a promising second-year player in Trey McBride. Uh, you know, you mentioned you mentioned the, the wide receiver situation. Uh, you know, Greg Dortch made an appearance in a few games last year, especially early, where he was making a material impact uh, from a fantasy perspective. But at that time, uh, it was not Colt McCoy on center. Early in the season, it was mostly uh, Kyler Murray. So, and Jonathan Gannon, new head coach, in addition to everything that we're talking about. So, I think they're going to be hard pressed. It's not necessarily a strong team defensively as well is, and so another year where this is a team that's kind of mired in sub mediocrity um, and will struggle to attain a five hundred record. Yeah, and I certainly agree with that. And uh, so I'm going to I'm going to go to the Tennessee Titans, a team that has you know these last few years has been one of the best teams in the AFC. Uh, Mike Rabel, as we talk about often, has done a tremendous job there, but I'm looking at this roster, and it, there's just issues all over the field. Um, start with the quarterback, drafted Malik Willis. That was a terrible pick last year. Will uh, Levy this year, uh, this year. Uh, Tannehill was still there, but you just get the impression that they, they want to start over. Um also, there seems to be with the smoke, there's fire with this Derrick Henry, and they're not offering him in trades, but they, you know, there just seems to be a lot of rumors about that. He has so many carries under his belt. They draft Tajay Spears. You know, you know, are they going to move Henry at some point? Um, this is a team that I think, um, similar to Arizona, is really on the brink here, and I think, uh, uh, I, I could just see them really having a terrible season where it falls apart, and uh, they kind of like look to start all over. And from a fantasy football perspective, you know, I, I don't think Derrick Henry is one of those top five or six picks anymore in, in a snake draft, one of those elite running backs that you, you just guarantee trust for. Um, so I have a little bit of concern about him. And then outside of him, uh, Traylon Burks is interesting, but. How many, you know, do you want to draft a wide receiver on a team that doesn't throw the ball that often? And uh, I don't know, Chica Quango is the uh, is an interesting player at the tight end position. He may be a player that you could draft, but Henry, I think, has lost a little bit of his status as a lock first half of the first round in drafts. And uh, aside from the tight end, who could be interesting, I'm not really going to go out of my way to draft any Tennessee Titans in fantasy football this year. Yeah, I think I think that's kind of true. Is I mean, you know, Traylon Burks had a couple of games last year where kind of made a little bit of noise, but you, you know, you mentioned Okongwo, and I thought as the season wore on last year, he definitely became a more targeted player and, and kind of really one of the few weapons that this team could actually count on. I find Henry to be. A, a definite fascinating situation where you and I both know in a number of leagues there are participants who are, or who 
are extremely enamored by this particular player who dominates games. But, you know, again, we're kind of approaching his age 30 season and a hell of a lot of miles on those tires. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, Mike Vrabel is kind of the one Bill Belichick disciple who, who's actually been able to have some success in this league as, as a head coach. Uh, you know, even though this division is kind of a little up for grabs when I say that, um, you know, whether we're able to trust Jacksonville completely after a strong year last year, but we know Indianapolis and Houston are also trying to rebuild as well. So, you know, the division does have some warts with it. Um, and yes, Tennessee has been kind of like the team to beat in this division, but it just feels like, you know, it, it's just going to be a little bit of a struggle. I, I would say one thing with this team was, is that, this is one of the better actually run defensive teams in the league. But, you know, the fact of the matter is, you know, whether they're going to be able to be in those type of games, uh, given the rest of the roster, uh, I think that might be a challenging situation for, for the Tennessee Titans heading into the season. Yeah, I mean, the weakness of the division, the coach is good, the fact that they could stop the run and the fact that they can run, you know, they'll be competitive, but... Uh... I just feel it's going to, you know, go sideways for the Titans this year. I think uh, I think the, the dam is about to break. So uh, with that being said, who's your next team that you're concerned about uh, where it's headed this year? Oh, well, you know, things have kind of evolved a little bit uh, in, in this recent week. And, you know, I kind of look at the Raiders, who I know were a bit discombobulated at the end of 2021. Uh, you, you had a situation where you had, Misachi had taken over for John Gruden, but nonetheless, the team finished 10-7. and seven. Uh, Last year, uh, Josh McDaniel gets an opportunity. Uh, they bring in Devontae Adams. It was so much optimism coming into last year, and he's a team that collapses. They fall to 6-11 and 11 and move into this year, thinking that Jimmy Garoppolo was going to be their starting quarterback. And lo and behold, uh, he's got an injury. Whether he's actually going to be able to suit up for the Raiders becomes uh, a point of intrigue. Uh, there are talented offensive players on this team. There are not a lot of options out there at the quarterback position. You and I talked a little bit about it this week. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk about Tom Brady uh, and his situation, obviously, as a potential minority owner here. But Josh McDaniel and him go back a long way. Um, call this a very intriguing situation, in, in my opinion. Uh, I'm, I'm of strong belief at the moment, Wiz, that I think Tom Brady is somehow going to find his way under center in week one. Uh, if that's the case, that certainly makes for an interesting story. But, you know, as you mentioned to me when we kind of brought this up, you know, there's a situation here where there's some talented players coming up in the draft. And this could be, you know, one of those seasons where the Raiders, uh, despite the fact that they're in that new stadium and there was so much excitement about them being in Vegas, uh, that they may have to take a step back regardless this year. Yeah, I mean, with Kayla Williams and Drake May coming out too quarterbacks who are miles ahead of any of the quarterbacks that just, you know, entered the NFL. I just feel you're going to see teams not really caring about winning, to be honest, uh, in some of, you know, get in the last, in the second half of the season. And, and this is a shame because the Raiders with uh, Jacoby Myers, Renfro, um, and uh, of course, Devontae Adams, they, they have a terrific receiving core. And Jacobs was incredible last year. So you get the impression with a with decent quarterback play, that offense should be terrific. Um, their offensive line isn't great. Their defense is not good. So they certainly need some help. But uh, I just don't know what they're going to do if Jimmy Garoppolo is not ready to play football this year. 
Yeah, I think that just, you know, again, this was kind of a late entry to me just because of kind of how things kind of transpired this week. Um, but obviously, <laughs> you know, if in fact we were to talk about a situation where it would shock everybody that Tom Brady would be playing quarterback, that certainly brings a whole nother element to this. But but if not, uh, there aren't a lot of choices out there. Whereas I, I looked at kind of free agents at the moment at quarterback and, you know, Brian Hoyer is not going to start a quarterback for the Raiders in week one. That that I can be assured of. Uh, Carson Wentz is available. Teddy Bridgewater is available. Matt Ryan obviously is in the booth at the moment, but I, you know I don't see him coming out for this particular situation. But I, it is certainly one of those situations of intrigue as we head into the season. And speaking of Tom Brady, I'm going to talk about the team that he just uh, retired from in football, uh, Tampa Bay Bucks, where you have to laugh watching Tampa Bay Bucks practice where they can't complete passes against no defense. Um, Trask and Baker Mayfield. Um, I just don't know. I mean, I, I, I want to like Rashad White, but I just feel the Tampa Bay doesn't have a lot of confidence in the player or, you know, that he could, he could be a three down back. So I have a little bit of reservations about that. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are, are terrific players. Um, but where are they going to be ranked? Where should they be ranked? Are they going to be, is there going to be an overcorrection because of the, the retirement of Brady? Is there going to be overreaction to that? And are you going to get value now with the Godwin and Evans? I, I have to really take some time to look at this. I don't know your thoughts on it yet, but I mean, you know, White and then Godwin and Evans, but um, I can't say that I'm not concerned about the quarterback play for Tampa Bay. So I would look at this situation, Wiz, and say, and I made this mistake last year. So I, I looked at my fantasy rosters from last year. I had Tyler Lockett on zero of my fantasy teams. And as you know, he's a player that I've, I've loved over the years. Um, I had DK Metcalf on one team. Uh, sprinkled in Kenneth Walker the third. I had him on a few teams, but I, I shied so away from the situation. I did not believe that Pete Carroll and Geno Smith were going to get the Seattle Seahawks into the into the playoffs uh, and have the success that they did. Uh, it cost me, certainly, from a fantasy perspective. Um, but I wonder, are we looking at a type of similar situation we're coming into the season? And in particular, you asked me about players like Evans, who has had this streak of 1,000-yard seasons, and Chris Godwin, who fought back from an injury last year early in the season and you know became that, that kind of go-to slot guy. And certainly that is not going to be the case without Brady uh, and with either of those quarterbacks that you mentioned. So I just get the sense that coming into the season, my view, and I, I, don't, see it, I, don't, I don't see myself at the moment uh, drafting either of those players, but is that, again, a situation where I'm making a mistake and being too pessimistic about the situation? Yeah, I think if there's an overcorrection and those players start just falling down, I think they become a value pick. But I, I just think the days of Godwin and, and Evans being in that top 10 to 15 wide receiver range or 8 to 15, I think I, I'm a little concerned that those days may be over. So um, if they start falling to the end of that wide receiver two range, then I'm going to be interested. But I think as opposed to them being sure things, I think my view of Godwin and Evans is going to be on a draft-by-draft basis. All right. 
Very good. Um, I think one of the more complex situations for both football and fantasy uh, coming into the 2023 season was is the Los Angeles Rams, uh, who had the greatest fall in the history of the NFL uh, in terms of a team from one year going from uh, winning a Super Bowl to uh, being uh, just an absolute atrocity in, at 5-12, and 12, trading Jalen Ramsey, uh, really not seeing Aaron Donald on the field late in the season. So this is nowhere near the defense that won the Super Bowl. Uh, Matthew Stafford, tremendous questions around his ability to stay healthy. Uh, obviously, Cooper Cup went down last year after a just miracle season in 2021. Uh, Cam Akers somehow made it back uh, on the field after being dangled in trade talks at one point last year and actually being a viable player uh, during during the season, but yeah, this is uh, this is a questionable team with Sean McVay wondering what his intent is down the road, and you know I don't know what's going to happen with the Rams. I am particularly concerned about Matthew Stafford's health. I think you and I spoke about this many times last year before the season started. I had very little equity in the Rams coming into the season. I basically owned n- no one on this team, uh, and I think uh, coming into this season. Uh, I guess outside of Cooper Cup, uh, there is not a lot of intrigue from both a real-time NFL season and a fantasy perspective because the concerns around this roster and what transpired last year. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, You know, I want to like Cam Akers. The player is talented, and he played great. Um, great. He, played, he, he was strong last half of the year. Last few games of the season, he was very, very strong. Um, so I want to like the player, but um, I'm not sure of the game script. What's going to happen with the Rams this year? Is he going to get games or he's going to get near 20 carries? I don't know. Um, Cooper Cup, I mean, so let me ask you, is the, is the Matt Stafford is the trepidation with Matt Stafford, is that going to be a tiebreaker for you if you have a choice between a Cooper Cup and an Austin Eckler, a Cooper Cup and a, and a, and a, and a Jamar Chase? Is that is that going to be the tiebreaker, the trepidation with Stafford making it through the season? Yeah, I would say I would say most definitely. And another player that I know you and I have had in other leagues, you know, in leagues in, in the last couple of years because – he has games where he, he could make a difference at the tight end position. What's your view on Higby? Is he hovering around that 10 to 12 range of tight end? Are you, are you giving up on the player? Are you interested in the player? Well, what's your view on Higby? I, you know, it, last year uh, I had ownership in this player, and I was early in the season I had ownership in the player, and I was – unbelievably excited about what was going on here to start the year. You know, he was an integral part of the offense and that disappeared, you know, relatively quickly. I'd say after a strong first quarter of the season, he became a non-entity uh, in the offense. So uh, while yes, there's talent here, I think I'm concerned about how steep a drop off there was from the start of the season to the end of the season last year. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I mean, those are the teams, you know, I wanted to talk really about, uh, Tennessee and Tampa and I had a few of the teams that you mentioned as well. So I covered all the ground that I wanted to talk about with these teams. Anyone, and there's another team out there that you, uh, wanted to discuss. I guess there's two teams that I think are kind of in the similar situation. The problem is they both play in AFC. Uh, they each have quarterbacks that changed addresses and that's both Cleveland and Denver where, I think there was some promise, maybe a little bit less so last year because you knew Deshaun Watson was going to be out of action to start the season. 
well, you know, we had, I mean, we, you and I witnessed, you know, again, it's where he came out in an auction draft, but we witnessed the enthusiasm around, around Russell Wilson uh, going to Denver last year. And God almighty, that was just an absolute complete disaster from all perspectives. You know, Russell Wilson was a shell of his former self. He dragged down the entire team. It was the, despite the fact that they had a tremendously talented defense, talented defense, it was the most inept offense in the league in terms of putting points on the board. Um, and, you know, you come into the season and Sean Payton takes over. So I think there's a lot of intrigue for me about how these teams respond to what transpired last year. I know Deshaun Watson, you know, didn't play football for 18 months and it really showed when he got back on the field. But man, oh man, was you look at that offense, what they, you know, the players that they have on the roster and from a fantasy there, you know, if Deshaun Watson can get to, 80 to 90% of what he was previously in Cleveland. There was a, just an unbelievable amount of offensive talent here. So those are two teams that I have my eye on where a lot of promise coming into last year uh, kind of fell flat for a number of different reasons. And I, I think they're, they're similar situations. Yeah, I think there was a lot more hype around Denver than Cleveland uh, with Russell Wilson. I think, I think a lot of people kind of, didn't know what to get, expect from Deshaun Watson off that long way off. I think he'll be, to your point, will be better this year. But there certainly was a tremendous amount of hype train regarding Russell Wilson and Denver and those receivers and Javante Williams. And now um, I think with, with the hiring of Sean Payton, I think some of that has come back a little bit. But um, Cleveland, I think, is a team that could surprise because <laughs> – they're, the talent has just been better than that. You know, the, the, some of the parts has just been better than the whole roster uh, when the results. And I'm just wondering if they could put that together. And and what I like about both of these teams is Cleveland has an elite offensive line, and Denver made some key signings in the offseason to improve their offensive line. So any time that is the staple, um, you could go from there. So I'm with you. I'm looking at those two teams as well. And I'm going to hopefully pick and choose some of the right players from those two teams. All right. Very good, Wiz. Uh, yeah, good, good fun talking. This is a fun exercise to kind of you know, do some investigating and digging in. You know, again, every single season we know there are teams, I, I think on average, there's something like five or six teams that don't make the playoffs from the year before that are able to make the playoffs the following year. I think a number of these teams that to discuss could be in the conversation by the time the season is over. Uh, but lots of, lots of question marks regarding all of these rosters heading into the 2023 season. Absolutely. All right, so uh, that about wraps it up. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Again, we're going to try to stay relevant here over the over the kind of the quiet period before camps really break out in, in, in July. But uh, we're definitely going to be putting stuff out, you know, week by week. Uh, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Make sure you're subscribing. You know, this is the way to prepare this time of the year is, is where it all starts. So nice job, Wiz, and uh, we will talk next week. Yeah, you got it.